Welcome, everybody. Um, well, I just want to welcome the, everyone that's new here. It's good to see new faces. Um, the Lord adds, and I hope he continues to add. Um, um, I thought Jeremy and um, Eddie were just going to get flowing, but it looks like the plan's different. So I just want to, right now, I just want to welcome the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's welcome the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit, he's, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And it's the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth. It's the Holy Spirit that takes what is of Jesus and makes it known to us. So let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are the one who enables to do us to, to be what you've called us to be and to do what you've called us to do, Lord. We just thank you, like as Jay prayed this, uh, uh, was w speaking this morning and worship that uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So we just ask for freedom. We ask for freedom. More, Holy Spirit. Teach us your ways. Teach us to walk in your ways. Teach us to be led by the Spirit. You say the sons of God, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We want to grow up, Lord, and help us to grow up, Lord. Help us, uh, Father, learn to rely upon the Holy Spirit. That's the hardest thing, you know. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Put your hand on your belly right now. <laughs> Father, we just thank you that you put a deposit in us, the precious Holy Spirit, as a guarantee. Lord, let this deposit be made known. Let the guarantee come. Let, let us know, Lord, that we are temples of the living God. Lord, bring that forth, Lord. We, we want to be a people that are consciously aware of that. So, Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge you in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I just yield this time to you. I ask that you just take my three little pieces of bread that I have. I, I didn't prepare a message, but at least I got three pieces of Scripture, Lord. And so, I just yield this bread to you, Lord, and ask that you do something with it. And, and thank you that you're able to, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Huh. Um, yeah, I woke up this morning, and the very thing, first thing that came to my mind is Revelation, I think it's 12, where it said, John said, I saw a woman clothed with the sun. I'll get that. If someone's got that, or if they're faster than me and they get it, I'm just not prepared. <laughs> but I have to rely on the Holy Spirit, you know. It makes you more dependent, you know. Sometimes... He scrambles you. <laughs> um, then there was uh, chapter, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars, and she was with child. She cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns on his heads with seven diadems and all his tail and his tail swept away a third of the stars a third only you know how many angels there are in, in heaven innumerable this is just a third now compare a third of demons with innumerable angels we got to get our minds back in the reality that they're outnumbered 
We, the, the, the darkness is outnumbered, so let's not even give attention to just a third. <laughs> you know, it's fascinating sometimes to think about demons and stuff. Anyways, I won't go there. <laughs> a third of the stars of heaven and threw them onto the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. Well, I, when I woke up this morning, I just really felt the Lord um, give this to me and we just recently, we're in a place of transition. There's something new being birthed. We don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't even know what I am, to be honest with you. Function or whatever. I'm kind of, I'm learning, you know. I just became a pastor, but I don't know what a pastor really is, you know. I know what the old mindset of what I thought was a pastor was, which I kept me away from wanting to be one. It's like, but I don't know what God's doing really, but... So we're in transition, and the first thing that came to my heart was this, and, and that in the process of transition and birthing, there's a dragon ready to devour, and he wants to devour. If there's something new that God's bringing forth in your life, I'll let you know something. There's a dragon waiting to devour it, and he wants to eat it. He wants to destroy whatever God wants to bring forth. Jesus was born, and Herod came. He wanted to destroy so just this last week, as soon as Gary prayed for me, um, I had a man in front of a restaurant come and uh, basically sit, cussed me out in many, many ways. And he was violent. He, wanted to really, he really wanted to kill me. And so the Lord just said, don't focus on him. Just keep your eyes on me. Don't give him attention. And so I did that. But man, I was kind of scared. I could feel fear on the outside of me. But the Lord has taught me, keep your eye on me. Fear is on the outside. You can let it squeeze itself in your heart if you choose to. But, you know, we know the scriptures say that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. We need to abide, let that abide in us. So anyways, after that, you know, I went and put a radiator in my car and, um, I was driving home, and this guy was pulling up behind me in, in a nice truck, and he kept accelerating, and then he pulled out to the side of me, and uh, the, the opposing traffic was getting very narrow, so he had to come back behind me because he would have hit the car and the opposing traffic. So then he, when he got behind me, he stepped on the accelerator and slammed the back of my car, and I thought my whole truck... My rear end was smashed in, but luckily it was just the, the corner bumper and the, the lens. So anyways, that was like a wake-up thing for me. It's like, dang, Lord, what's going on here? You know, there's, you know, something they don't like where I'm at right now, you know. But, and so a few days later, um, I talked to Sibby, and she gets her car vandalized, and she's going through a lot of confusion, bombarding her mind, just, and her car is vandalized. I'm like, wow, they really don't like you. So I just wanted to uh, make, uh, give this opportunity, just to be, come up here. We want to, I want to, we want to just pray for her and bless her because, you know, in this transition, there's a lot of confusion and a lot of, uh, opposition and we don't understand it all. You know, we can't figure it out, but. But the Lord knows all things, and um, he's able to um, keep us in the midst of it. And so uh, I just want to also acknowledge my, um, this is my friend Anton. He's a former bridge pastor from Maine. Um, and I, I want to ask Anton if you would come here and bless Sibby as well. And it, whoever else, if you want to stretch forth your hand and just bless her, um, we want to just, we just want to pour in, Lord, we just want, we just ask that you just pour into her right now. If, 
Lord, we release light. And we take our authority. Um, and we don't, we don't let it lay in front of us. And we don't let it just sit there and let things happen. Um, because we know that you're doing something. But Lord, we say that not on this one. And we say clarity and peace. And we forbid confusion. Um, outside attacks of confusion and, um, and other things in the heavenlies to, to, to come against her in this realm. And um, Lord, we ask that you just push aside the things that have been, been coming, the things that um, as so much shifting happens, you know, it's like um, when, when things move around in the earth, you know, silt moves, you know, things, things happen and things that were touching other people, you know, will um, come on you or just whatever in, in, in different ways. And Lord, I just pray that as things move around, that you would give her an immunity to, um, to the things that, that are just shifting and um, aren't being able to be understood, but she'd be able to walk in mystery and also discern the attacks and just be able to say no and stand firm as she, as she carries the things that are also, as she wars against the things that are on others, it's not just about her and it's not um, her weakness, Lord, but it's the, it's the things that have been attacking her in the heavens. So we just declare, not on this one right now. And Lord, we ask for fresh oil. Wow. Fresh life. And we affirm the call, we affirm your words to her, we affirm what you have brought forth in her, and we speak life back into those places. And uh, we just declare removal of others' uh, others' attitudes and words, others' projections on what you've told her, um, um, wherever those may be, Lord. <laughs> yeah, we put on you the mind of Christ, that you may take all your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ Jesus. Also release you with the Elijah anointing to stand firm in faith, to stand in the authority that God has given you, seeing miracles and signs and wonders, to stand firm, saying, even if the Lord says, if, if an army of 50 men come to your door and you call down heaven, you call down the fire of heaven upon them, that's the authority that the Lord has given you. Your enemy shall have no weapons against you. No weapon that he forms against you will prosper. I speak peace into your mind, the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, which passes all understanding. Bless you, Sibi. Greater is he that is with you than he that is in the world. And God, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, but Lord, may she stand firm. May we all stand firm. Be alert and active and know who our God is. Know that you have won. Yes. Amen. Oh, okay, you can share it and share your vision. <clears throat> can I have this? Um, thank you. Got a uh, piece of dust in my throat. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that as, I, as they were praying for you, I saw a snake. And it was like really thick and big, and it was on your feet. Um, like this, and uh, all of a sudden, um, 
you just went like ninja, chop, chop up in the air and like grabbed it like this. And then while you were grabbing it like this, they were um, like positioned um, uh, like really uh, sharp edges. And as you went like this, the head got cut off of the um, the snake. And then I just, it, you went like, it was like a Japanese animation, like you were all ninja and stuff. And then you just went up above the air and light started coming up out of you. And then I just saw that snake uh, tongue that was split in two, the, the tongue went and it was like completely like broken. And that, that was my vision. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We just bless you, Lord. Thank you that the victory is the Lord's. Um, yeah, the Lord's got a snake, too. Just to let you, if you guys know that, he's got a light snake. I call it the light snake of God. And he'll swallow three of the other snakes that come against you. So just remember that daddy's snake is greater. You know, I got a snake in me, but he's a rod of authority. It's the authority of God, and you, so do you. Learn how to use it, and he'll teach us. And that's kind of what I'm going to go into. I got three scriptures, my three loaves of bread, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you break them up, Lord, and expand them. Um, yeah, much more simpler. I'm, it's, I'm kind of hard. It's hard for me to speak when I got a lot of stuff written down. But um, the first scripture that I wanted to share about today is First uh, John. It says, and the anointing, First John 2, 27, I believe. Um, it says that, and the anointing you receive from him abides in you. And you have no need of any man to teach you. Some people will say, oh, I don't need you to teach me. The scripture says, I don't have no need for a man to teach me. But that man that's teaching you, is the, he's got the anointing in him to teach you. So if you sit under him, you're going to hear the anointing if he's flowing with daddy. But anyways, you have no need of any man to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things... And as it is true, not counterfeit, that's interesting too that there's counterfeit anointings, just as it has taught you, abide in him. And I, that word abiding is wonderful because it means to, to take residence, to dwell, to remain, to make yourself at home. See, Jesus said, my father has, uh, in my father's house there are many rooms and I go there to prepare a place for you. There's many rooms that... It's like there's places in God that he wants to take us all into. And it's all about intimacy with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. You know, Christianity is about knowing. Eternal life, Jesus said, this is eternal life that you may know. Not intellectually have an intellectual thing, but to know. It's the word gnosko. It's a word yada in Hebrew, meaning intimacy like Adam knew Eve. And we have that opportunity. There's a doorway as Jesus has come in our heart that we can get to know him. And this anointing is always pushing us towards that. It's wooing us. You know, that's a key thing to discern in your life is that am I sitting under teaching that is that never pushes me or, or prods me or is wooing me to, to love to know Jesus, to want to know Jesus more? Is this teaching producing that in my life, a hunger and a passion for Jesus? Because that's a key thing. We need to remember that. The Holy Spirit is always wooing us to Jesus, to know him. He wants us to 
be a people that know their God. It says in Daniel, in those days and last days, the people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. You know, it's cool to do the strong and exploit things. I want to see that. You know, I don't, I have friends that see incredible miracles, metal rods melting out of people's ankles in a row and, and, and evidence that has happened too and many miracles in different countries. And, but knowing God is, is the key and the, is the primary thing that I believe the, the Lord is wanting uh, to bring us as a people into conformity to the likeness of his son. And that only comes as we behold the son. And the sun is in you. In that day, you would know that I am in you, you are in me, and I am in my Father. Now, get that in your head. <laughs> it takes revelation. And the spirit of revelation is the spirit of Jesus. It's that blue. People talk about blue, the color blue. I love blue. It's the spirit, the color of revelation. And revel- uh, one, one way to define revelation is knowing without having learned. They say to Jesus, when he was in 12 years old, he went into the temple and he started questioning those wise and learned people in the temple, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he was questioning them and they were amazed at what he knew because he knew his father and there was revelation. The spirit of truth was on him. He is truth. And so it's like he didn't come out of like, he didn't come out of a, a, a like a school of of the Old Testament or a school, there wasn't even a New Testament then, but he didn't have that background. But he did open the scroll one day, and when he opened it, and he talked about Isaiah's prophecy, he said, today this prophecy is fulfilled in your hearing. He was the fulfillment of it. He, he lived it out. And so that, there's a book, I'm going all over the place, so um, try to track with me. I'm learning. I mean, that's why I've been doing Bible studies uh, so I can learn how to, you know. But there's a book in heaven in Hebrews that says, Lo, I come just as it is written of me in the role or the volume of the book. And in the Psalms, the psalmist said, Before there was yet one day of your life, God already preordained the days of your life before there was yet one. So each one of us has a volume of the book in our lives. And it's a, myst- it's a mystery. It's a hidden thing. It's a revelation it comes, the only way you can know it is in Daniel. It says, Daniel 2.22, you reveal deep and hidden things. You know what lies in darkness and light dwells with you. And this spirit of revelation, he takes that which is deep and hidden and unrolls it inside of you piece by piece, light by light, glory to glory. And we're becoming, we are people that are becoming, and we want to be all that God made us to be. We were created by him before the foundation of the earth. He formed us, he framed us in his mind, and then he loosed his breath in the Adam, and in the loins of Adam came all of us. But the DNA, the scroll, am I getting too... (laughs) Help me, Lord. Help, Jesus. Like I said, I'm just a beginner. <laughs> okay, Daddy, just we just thank you, Holy Spirit. We just ask that you continue to help, help, and help, 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 help. Thank you, Lord. Shakababa. Some people like quake and stuff, but you've heard of the Quakers. 
They shake and stuff. Well, I grew up in a Quaker background. My mom and dad, my dad was Quaker. And the reason they call them Quakers is they start quaking. So if you see people quaking, it's because the Holy Spirit comes on them. And the human flesh cannot sometimes contain the power of that. And it vibrates and stuff. So if someone starts vibrating, you're blessed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the volume of the book. And it's through intimacy that God wants to unravel this and teach us these things. And it's literal. When we get something from God, from heaven, a revelation, it's not the word of man. It's a literal utterance of God. It's prophecy is an utterance of God, and it has a substance, a weight to it. Just as this got a weight to it, God's words got weight to them. That's why when Jesus spoke, they said, no one speaks like this man. For when he speaks, there's authority on his words. And you could tell two people can speak the same message, exact same message, but one will have weight on his words and the others won't have weight on it. It'll be skinny. He'll have skinny words. One will have fat words. I learned that from a a man many years ago. It's because what he's speaking, he paid the price for. He allowed it to drill him. He would, the word of the Lord tested him. And when you get the word of the Lord in your heart, whatever he gives you, you will go through a test. And you have to go through this test because it's about perseverance and forming your character so that you can contain and be all that he made you to be. You can't walk out what he created you to be unless you go through the process. We can have some instant microwave destiny come on us, but I'll tell you, it won't last long. That presence of God, if if you walk in some power and authority and you don't have that sustaining character, it's going to crush you like John Paul Jackson has taught us, a lot of us here. It will crush you. And I I don't want any more than what I can handle. My human, my, my, I don't want more than what I'm able to sustain. And I think that's a wise path that we should walk down is, so when you receive that, he will bring you through a process. You know, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And what God brings forth is going to remain. Anything else is going to fall by the wayside. You don't want to be a shooting star, a, shooting, a falling star, or a shooting rocket that goes up high and then just burns out, or a star that falls. And we all have a high calling. And I was talking to my brother uh, uh, Anton the other day, and, you know, there's a high calling in our lives, but there, you can fall real far. And we have to stay in touch and walk with Jesus and watch out, you know, keep our eyes on Jesus at all times. So I'm going to just go into the next one. Um, uh, there's a scripture that says, greater is he that is in you, I think, than he who is in the world. And I believe the Lord wants, that's part of the unfolding Paul the apostle wrote in Galatians that it was God, God's good pleasure to reveal his son in me. And I believe the Lord wants us to come to, re- to bring that revelation of who Christ is in us. And as he does that, it's going to change our thinking on our, and our perspective in life and what's around us. What's coming at us, what's a, an attack or whatever He's going to teach us to come into that place of knowing and abiding in the greater one. Because there is the greater one inside of you. And I've had a, a, quite a, well, I've had at least four or five experiences where the Lord has brought that revelation to me. And I needed it because I'm, I like to get around witches. I like to get around warlocks or whatever, voodoos, all that stuff. And I know there's people here that like getting around... 
going there too. Um, because, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of the darkness, but light belongs in the darkness. We shouldn't run away from the darkness, but be right there. You know, I could have ran away, and I tell you the truth. When I got hit, when I submitted to an internship, a pastoral internship about maybe eight months ago, my car was stolen shortly after that. And I told the pastor, you know, my car got stolen this morning. I was going to the service, and I'm my God, my car got stolen, Lord. Let me double check. Is it in the garage? No, I could. Maybe I parked it. My God, my car got stolen. I'm like, my gosh, Lord, what's going on? And then I was thinking, having second thoughts, should I submit to this, go through this internship? And the same thing happened to me recently when I got attacked by this demonized man. And the thing was, the thing knew my name. He didn't know my name. He knew my nationality. He called it out. He don't know me from Adam. And other, but... <laughs> Anyways, I shouldn't have gone there, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, Lord. The greater one in you. So, yeah, I believe the Lord just wants to continue to bring us into revelation, a personal revelation, so that we're not, we're not overcome with fear. We're not, we don't sink in, in doubt and in fear when we're confronted with darkness. When we're, we're confronted with situations in our life and circumstances. And it's a progressive thing. God's unfolding this to us because he wants us to be a people who walk in the re reality that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And it's not until you are confronted with the thing outside of you that you're going to find out where, how, how much you walk in that reality. And he's going to do it. If you desire to know him better, he's going to bring it forth. So um, I had this little experience uh, a few months ago where we were doing prophetic evangelism and we were speaking to people and there was one woman there and I looked at her and I saw that she was a spiritual woman and uh, I just asked, could I bless you? And I held her hand and she held my hand and as I held her hand, I felt like an, uh, an energy coming up out of her arm and crawling up my arm and it felt uncomfortable. I was getting a little bit nervous. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then I just centered myself into Christ in me. I just focused my mind and heart on the Lord, took a deep breath and just exhaled. And I felt something come out of me, the presence of God go. And as it went out of my arm, it pushed that stuff that was crawling up my arm back into her. And I was eyeballing her, what was happening. I was looking at her. And she just, she was, had her eyes open. She was like, and I said, do you feel that? And that's, that was a little encounter of the greater one. And I found out afterwards she was an energy healer and she was studying, ready to study to be a shaman. See, we don't need to be afraid of the darkness. You know, I lived in Santa Monica pretty much since I was like 10 or 11 years old. I was involved in gangs, drug addiction. Uh, at the very end of my life, I almost got into deep spiritual darkness, but the Lord had mercy on me. And uh, one of the things about this area is this churches in Santa Monica that I've known in, uh, since I've been here have only reached a certain level, and they've not grown further and beyond that. And one of the things, too, is that I hear everywhere. I talk to pastors, and they tell me, oh, you guys are Santa Monica? Oh, man, that place is dark. And... 
you know, I hear that everywhere, and I used to have a mentality thinking in my mind, yeah, this place is like too much demonic and darkness. And, but the Lord began to shift my thinking, and he was saying, no, where light, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Where there's great darkness, there's greater light. And it began to switch my thinking. And so um, we need to be a people that allow the Lord to switch and transform our perception, give us perception to behold him and not behold the giants and become grasshoppers in our minds. You know, it says that, and we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. How do, what, I had this question once, like, what's in your own sight? How do you see yourself in your own sight? What, what, what is in your own sight? Because the way you perceive yourself is the way you're going to mirror Sooner or later down the road, you're going to Im- mirror that image. You become what you, s- you behold and perceive yourself as inside. And so the Lord wants to be, cause us to come into that place of realizing, like uh, Smith Wigglesworth said, I think he said, I was 10 times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside because his spirit was in union with the Holy Spirit. It's expanded. And your spirit can go out beyond you. You could be walking down the street if the Lord wills to and calls you to do this and walk by sick people and just the presence emanating out of you can heal them. And you can do that. Walk down the street and come by a demonized person and the demon will react. And you don't even have to say one word because it's not a matter of how much you can yap out with your mouth or yell out. It's about the authority of God. His given to you, your authority in Christ and your union with him and intimacy and relationship with him in a progressive way that will displace the lesser. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I had another like vision, night vision once I was asleep and I was standing next to a mountain and there was a woman there dressed in black and she was picking me up off the ground and shaking me like a foot off the ground and I'm going, oh. I was afraid, and I'm all, I'm, to be honest with you, that's my first reaction is fear. I'm, 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 no, I'm not really much different than, hardly different than Peter and those guys sitting in the boat when they saw Jesus walking on the water. They got afraid, but I didn't let that thing, he's teaching me not to let it squeeze in. So anyways, this lady's picking me up off the floor, and I'm off the ground, like a foot and a half off the ground, just freaking out, going, but I learned through a process to center myself back into Jesus, keep my eyes on the Lord and focus in. So I went in and, and kept my eyes on the Lord. I felt this thing rising, this presence. And as it got up inside me, it came up into my head, this presence. And the next thing you know, I, I saw the head of, the, of a lion inside of me. And it looked through my eyes at the lady that was levitating me under her power. And she screamed, she went, ah! And she flew away like, like a, a witch on a broomstick. And as soon as that happened, I fell because the power is broken. I fell down. I'm like, what was that? And then I got shot up into the air. Like if you want to call it, uh, I don't know what they call it. Catapulted. Yeah, I got shot up in the air real fast and high. And I'm like, whoa, what was that, Lord? And uh, who, uh, where'd she go, Lord? And that was another encounter that God wanted to establish in me to develop that, that knowing so that when I would stand against, uh, not against, but when I would stand and minister to the new age or witches or warlocks, 
I would remember that because it's written in my DNA. It's, it's my experience. And that's, the, that's just, I'm not saying that uh, you, that's the kind of encounter the Lord will have everyone go through. But you, everyone here is going to be confronted with something of the dark realm. And God's going to teach us. He wants to teach us. He's going to teach us the reality that greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. And uh, there's another scripture I had. uh, To them God has chosen to make known the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. See, it's a mystery. Again, it's mystery. It's something shrouded and hidden. And it's, again, the only the Lord can make it known to you. You can't go to an edge, uh, to a... uh, some kind of school or, and get educated to, and walk in that. Because it's not a matter of an in, um, intellectual thing. It's a matter of revelation, Jesus revealing it, making it known to you. And uh, you're experiencing that thing. So there's this mystery. And there's nothing hidden that will not be made known. Nothing uh, concealed that will not be disclosed or brought out into the open. And God wants to take the things that are concealed and hidden and unravel it. And, and one of the ways that uh, he's, over the years, he's shown me is Paul's prayer, Ephesians 1.17. I always pray that. I pray that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ would give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him, that you might know him better. And that your, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That word enlightened is the word photizo. And it means, uh, it's where we get the, uh, the English word photograph. And in First John, John writes, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. Understanding, it's the same word, photizo. It's the Greek word. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm he wants to enlighten, enlighten is the word photizo, the eyes of your understanding, which is your imagination. It's a Greek word, uh, dianoia, imagination. So he wants to come and enlighten, enlighten, photizo, the eyes of your imagination, dianoia. I'm getting a little Greeky here, even though I never went to Bible school, but I do got a, like Larry, uh, Larry Ranoff once says, yeah, I got, I bought a little book for $12. All Greek, so I can learn my Greek. Twelve dollars is all it costs. <laughs> so you know, you don't have, you know, it's twelve dollars. Anyways, imagination. There's something about imagination. It says, "Is there a prophet among you? I will reveal myself to him in a in, in a dream or in a vision." There's something about pictures that God's language is a realm of pictures. It's picture language. When He speaks, He speaks. People that are artists. You're open to that. And the Lord bless you all that, that see in pictures. But th- those that don't really, quote, see, you know, streams is kind of like a, our, uh, the DNA is kind of like a, uh, the seer realm. That's a, the word for, it's the Hebrew word, uh, uh, hosa. Is that right, Josh? Josh is, there, I always, kezion. That's my other uh, teacher right there. I love Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Hosea. So that, that was the, what they called a seer in those days. They said, let us go up to the seer. And a lot of streams is that seer realm. And I don't like to, I want to be aware that there's people that don't operate in the seer realm as much 
uh, as everybody, like, I mean, as a lot of other people that may be in it, and I don't want to make them feel, oh, we're not a, we don't see as you guys do. No, but there, people here, there's the other word, nabi, which is the word for a, a prophet, where the nabi is the bubbling forth, the inspiration of the word, it nabi, it bubbles forth, and you get words, inspiration, you hear it. The utterance of God, you hear it. So God's voice comes through a, the, vo the thoughts, bubbling up thoughts, spontaneous thoughts, or a picture. And so, but there's a realm where God reveals himself, and he will. It doesn't matter. We all have a human spirit with senses on it. We need to learn how to exercise our spiritual senses. Your body, your outer body is a reflection of your inner man. Your inner man has, can smell. Have you ever smelt roses or smelt uh, unclean odor out of nowhere? Have you ever, you know... Some people say, oh, I don't hear the Lord, you know, how, uh, it's like, and then they say, well, I'm always hearing that the devil's always telling me this and that. And so you, it's like, how'd you hear the devil? Oh, it's in my ear. I mean, in my mind. Well, you must got ears on the inside of you if you can hear the devil. So you can hear spiritually. You have an ear in the spirit. You have a nose. You have eyes and you have a tongue. You can taste stuff. I had a dream where a lady prayed for me. And when she prayed, it, uh, I tasted the flavor of apricots go into me. And I, I was like, wow, her words taste like apricots. And shortly afterwards, I was reading a book by a woman named Anna Roundtree who lives in Moravian Falls. It's a place where they had a 100-year, I think, 100-year prayer meeting there that went on for 100 years. And it's a very spiritually active place. But she wrote in her, her book, she had a book. Uh, she wrote that when she went to heaven, there was this place in heaven, a garden, and it had a, there was a fountain there with a, uh, it had like a three, sh like teardrop shaped fountain, and there was an uh, apricot tree there, and Jesus was there with her, speaking to her and just uh, communing with her, and, and the Lord told her, this is my place of intimacy, this is my intimate garden, and so this lady was speaking to me from the place of intimacy out of what her experiences, her place in God. And so I tasted the flavor of int her intimacy and, you know, words have flavor to them, you know. Words can be tasted. I'm not in that place, but sometimes, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes mud comes out. <laughs> I've had it happen, you know, and... and, and Lord says, James says, you know, does uh, fresh and salt water come out of the same fountain? You know, um, does, does an olive tree uh, bear, uh, what's that other, figs or, or uh, so, <laughs> so that it's that place of intimacy that Lord will reveal to you and show him. He wants us to come to that place where we know him by that impartation of revelation. In 1 John it says, uh, I write, the Son of God has come and has given us understanding that we may know Him better. That we may know Him who is true. That word understanding, I learned this years ago. I, I just, you know, it's good to search, to study, to show yourself approved. You know, it's one thing to be spiritually minded but, and, and way out in the spirit with soaring but you got to have two wings with the word and the spirit to balance your life out because uh it's very uh, it's a safeguard and um it's abiding in jesus if you abide in me and my words abide in you so i studied i looked that word understanding and it it's the same word as in ephesians where 
He wants to enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we may know him better. Our understanding, the same word, the Son of God has come and has given us understanding that we may know him. That word understanding is dianoia, imagination. So God wants to come and when you're asleep, he wants to come and show you something about your life in a dream. And you see yourself doing something. And you wake up and like Mary, the mother of Jesus says, she treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, you're not, we're not dealing with some word of a human being. This is the very oracles of God. We have to have a high reverence. You know, the ancient people said, uh, you, have a, you have exalted your word above your own name. You know, your word is like gold having been refined in the fire seven times. It's that pure. And it's the very thing that cleanses us and washes the bride. Cleanses her through the washing of the water of the, of, of the word that he may present her to him as a bride without spot or wrinkle. You want to you wanna know what the iron of God is to get the wrinkles out of your life? It's the word of God. That's one of them. It's the iron of God. It's the very water that would take the wrinkles out. So just going back to that, just that place of understanding, the Father wants to give us, speak to us, and as we receive that, we will know him. And we want to be a people that know him. So I just, right now, I'm just going to uh, finish up here. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, uh, it's your desire, Lord, that we might know you better, that we might be a people that, Father, um, know their God. And, and Lord, right now, I just want to pray, Father, that you would just release a hunger and a thirst. You said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You said in your word, Lord, that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Father, would you create in us a, a hunger and a purity like David of old said, create in me a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me, Lord. Father, would you renew a steadfast spirit? Would you uh, uh, create in us pure hearts and give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation? Would you stir the hunger inside of us, Father? I just bless, uh, Lord, bless your people, Lord. Make them a people that, who will shine bright, Lord, who will be uh, lights as it's written and salt of the earth, Lord, and emanate, Lord, that presence and uh, be, be the presence of Jesus on earth. Father, just bless them, Lord. Bless us, Lord, with that. And, and we just thank you for this time. And um, I don't know what, what time it is for quitting, but I'm just quitting. Huh. <laughs> Sometimes you just feel you got to stop and you just got to stop because if you try to do it, you're like, I don't know, you just ought to <laughs> bless you, Jesus. I just want to look over. Uh, yeah, we just give you glory, Jesus. Thank you. Just give him the praise because God is all worthy of praise. I'm learning that from standing around friends that miracles and great things are being done, that they learn to give God the glory. And I want to be a person that gives God glory and stuff and 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 because if I ever do do move, the Lord does great miracles and things through my life, I want to be able to point the glory to the Lord. But yeah, Father, we uh, again. I just I just want to look look at you guys right quick. <laughs> I don't really do this, but uh, yeah, Lord. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So I just, I just felt like the Lord told me to just stand up and, and I felt like, I don't know what else I say. because I know the same nervousness. I'm the same thing. We're cut from the same cloth, me and Tom. We, we, a lot of times we, um, we go into the Hebrews together and 
And I'm, I have the same. So, so the Lord told me, just get up and you pray for Tom. So, so Lord, we just bless Tom right now, his, his step up into ministry to do, to do your will. Um, anytime someone steps up into this calling, there are huge, huge attacks on the enemy, attacks of, of fear, of nervousness. I know them all too well. So I, I pray that you, rem, you remove all of it from, from, from everyone. And, um, and, and we bless Tom. We just, we just call the anointing on him. And, and uh, a lot of times I don't know the words to say either, but I just, I, I step out and, and, and like, like Peter, you know, he stepped out and when he saw the, uh, the storm coming, he, he kind of fell down. And I think we all have a little bit of, of Peter in us. And, and some, so, so in that same spirit, I, I step out and I say, you know, I want to walk in that water too. And, and Lord, and, and Tom wants, wants to walk in that water too. So we just bless him. We, 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 uh, we give you the praise for calling him into your ministry. And uh, we pray this all in the name of Yeshua. Bring him from glory to glory, from, from light to light, and, and um, let him speak your word. And, and, and give him all the words, put the words in his mouth uh, that, that you said would be sweet like honey, the words of the book. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I just wanted to encourage you to, um, you know, we hear a lot about like the Joshua generation and Joel's army and the young. And, and I know the father uh, is raising up a young generation of people, but you know, I've been sitting around a, a brother and he's been teaching me some things and there's something about the wisdom of the ages. And I just want to honor you too, just for the, the, your, your, the years and the, the endurance that the Lord has enabled you and worked in you to, to go through all the things you've gone through. And I just want to acknowledge you as as uh, um, forerunners and, and just say, I, I just bless you. We bless you. We thank you for all that you've labored to prepare the way for others. And um, could I just bless you both right now? Um, i pray for you right quick. Just uh, hold out your hands. Thank you for them, Lord. And Father, right now, just pray for, just, Lord, the latter day shall be greater than the former. Lord, that their eyes will see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. And so, Father, just stir inside them, Lord God. The, un, the promises that ha, they have not yet uh, seen fulfilled, we just pray, God, that they'll come forth, Lord. And just release the Holy Spirit. Whoa, on them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lord, you have anointed, uh, you were... You were anointed with the oil of joy, Lord. So we just ask that the joy of the Lord shall be their strength. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That, Lord, as you sat on the throne and it says that he, the nations were, uh, uh, were stirring and, and, and raging against the Lord and his anointed. But the Lord sat on his throne and laughed. Ha ha. How do you like that kind of warfare? Just laugh at your enemies. Whoa. <laughs> Laugh at your enemy. Just laugh. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Let the joy of the Lord come forth. Let the oil of joy just rise up, Lord. Anoint them with the oil of joy, God. In Jesus' name, with the good medicine of joy, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Shika Baba. Shoko Bo Bo Bo. Fill them, Daddy. Hunger. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and I just want to encourage you that prophetic gift of teaching and inside of you, uh, that thing is, it has not left you, but it's, uh, I just want to encourage you, continue to speak forth and be bold. 
Be bold, and the Lord's going to uh, uh, release a greater measure of that gift and anointing of teaching and, and uh, mentoring in your life. And, and I just bless that, Lord. Just release that in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Shaka ba ba ba. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to see these guys like the Lord just. Yeah, bless you. All right. And this goes for everyone. years. What I have to say to you is just for you. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think this takes about full circle. We started with Steve and Lois. Kind of, I put my foot in my mouth wondering how we'd replace these people. <laughs> Come on. Tom and Sibby. You guys rock. You guys are beautiful. Thank you.